What's up, everybody? Happy June. It's Pride Month. It's Pride and Month. We're here to talk about my that. community. It is. Yeah. It's no. Okay. It's my month. Technically, last episode was also June. However, last episode was like our slide back in. It was our slide back so in. So sorry for being gone. Yeah. My head is starting to hurt. Um, let's just fun. chill a bit. Yeah. And so this episode, though, full pride. Pride month. Full rainbows, full unicorns. Rainbows, unicorns, and Mm -hmm. all the flags. Yep, all the flags. I did not know so many flags existed until I went to Outfest um, last week, two weekends ago. Yes. Okay. Outfest. Outfest. Don't ask me why it's called that. I sincerely have no idea. Okay. I just know they have like a drag pageant. Fine. Um, It's great. We'll talk about that later. Anyways. So How's I everyone wanted to doing? Share, How are you feeling? I wanted to tell you something that I haven't told you yet because I want to save it for the pod. Okay. So basically, I was talking to I'm a nervous. colleague. I literally was holding my breath just now. And he is also part of the Rainbow Gang. That's what I call the gays. And he, my bestie. Yes, our friend Austin. Hi, Austin. Well, he's my he bestie. Listens. He's Austin, my bestie too. Austin's Here's the bestie. thing. He is Aaliyah's colleague. He's my indirect boss, but mm-hmm. like we're very close. And like a person way, mm-hmm. so does it always feel like he's my boss? But anyway, he had listened to our last episode, and mm-hmm. he had said like, "I really like when you guys do things that are like less heavy. Sometimes, like break it up." Yeah, and I was like, "Perfect! <laughs> like I love that because Ali and I love that." Mm-hmm. And I feel as though this episode will be like somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because I be think it's like we're going to talk about pride, and then we mentioned last episode how. We had recorded a mental health episode, and then it was, like... I felt okay about it, and I feel like Jess was teeter-tottering, but she didn't want to take mm-hmm. the risk of offending people. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, listened to it back. Yes. And I started, and for the first time... Is it time, still in so, the library? It is. Okay. And <laughs> I'm going to listen back to it. I didn't listen back. Yeah, I think you should listen back, because normally we don't edit our I episodes. think you should run that back. <laughs> yeah, because normally we don't edit our episodes, no, right? No. Like, and... And that's not to say, like, we don't care. I think it's more, like, We just let conversations flow, and it's... Time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Like, time. Because we're both very busy people. Yep. And the second is, like, we don't ever say anything to me that feels like... If there's an um, or if there's a noise. Like, I know some podcasters who are really, really specific about their product. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people that we've, like, collabed with, whatever, like, they're very specific about it sounding... Or professional, like mm-hmm. what you would hear from like a real, like not like we're not a real podcast, but <laughs> maybe more of an established podcast. Right. Where this is like their career almost. Right. Or they want it to be. Aaliyah right. and I are not so particular about stuff like that. Like, no. We don't really, like if I hear, like I know back in the earlier days um, when we would like record and like my roommates would come home because when we're in full-blown school, because my roommates and I are all in college, like we mostly closed. Yeah for like our job and so when they would come home late which is when we would record like Mm -hmm. you would hear like background noise of them just coming home right which is not a fault of theirs but it wasn't important to me to like edit out every bark every door closed like it just wasn't necessary right like the air conditioning would kick on and because we live in a college house it's loud it's loud as hell because usc don't care that much yeah and i and i feel like (laughs) to a degree when you're listening it might maybe be annoying at times but I also feel as though it like does come across like I want it to feel like a mom and pop style podcast mm-hmm. like right. it literally is like just us recording into a two phone. girls kicking shit yeah and I think so I two really bros. all that to say with the mental health episode when I did listen back 
I started noticing edits I wanted to make, which is a really big deal because, like I said, we don't edit. And it can get really choppy depending on, like, mm-hmm. the conversation. And mm-hmm. we tend to just, like, talk all the way through. Mm-hmm. Or, like, whenever you stop talking, I start talking. Yeah. So there's no break in between no. to, like, properly cut something. Right. And and we never have, like, lulls in our conversation, which is generally how we talk on a daily basis anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I had was editing the episode because I was fully intending on it to go out. And mm-hmm. I edited out, like, a 10-minute chunk out of that episode. <laughs> and... <laughs> I was like, fuck. And I listened to it back and it was like, it cut down a lot of it and it didn't feel, didn't feel like us. Mm -hmm. And as well, I think when you're talking about mental health, especially right now in today's society, it's so, so touchy. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're not saying what's in the dialogue, that's already been set up. People are going to be like, why did you say that? Right. And it, it almost feels like if I were to come on this podcast and be like, well, you know, like, I don't think that being gay is like as big of a deal as what people say it is. And if I had said that, that would be out outrageous, right? <laughs> so when we came on and we did this mental health episode, essentially what we were saying is like, don't get so wrapped up in words, right? Yep. And I think people, because of how we worded it, might have taken that as mental the wrong health way. isn't real. Right. Which wasn't what we were saying. Right. But I think I didn't want to put something out that to where people could like misinterpret yes or taking our passion as being malicious or taking like how much we care as being like dismissive of people's problems because we wouldn't say anything on the podcast that would offend people because just in life we're not daily we're not like that we're like we're not out to make people feel bad about like their beliefs or how they are Mm -hmm. or their mental health or mental state Or whatever the case may be. Like, we're not out to do that. No. So I could probably see how. Because whenever we recorded that, I feel like we were super, super passionate and really engaged in, like, what we were saying. Mm -hmm. So that passion might have been taken as malice. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't. So maybe we can do a round two. So I think today that's, like, we're going to maybe incorporate some mental health topics into a kind of, like, a Pride episode. But really, like, I have some questions for Leah. I want to ask her. Like, I also, like... I want to share my experience and kind of like my real, I would say my real introduction to like the community and like in maybe a different way than most people's. And Mm -hmm. I kind of just want this to be a dialogue because I feel as though like pride month is such a big topic. Like in June, especially like as of late, it's like, Everybody wants to throw out rainbows and like, yeah, literally. you know what I mean? But Everybody wants to paint like a rainbow crosswalk yeah. in their city. And it's a beautiful thing. And it is. And I think with that though, it is important to take a step back and be like, okay, but we're the all just of it all. people. And these people just happen to love different people than what we loved 200 years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're still just people like loving other people. Yeah. You know, like you're no different to me in terms of like who we are character-wise, morals-wise, values-wise. We both like Zaxby's. We both like drinking alcohol. We were eating chicken tenders and french fries and strawberry shortcake. You just like girls. Yeah. Right? Precisely. Right. And so I think it's important to highlight all the things that kind of like led you. Do you have a chapstick in here? Yeah, I do. Do you want it now? Yeah. I don't want to reach down to my purse. I think it's important to highlight all of the things that kind of like what that means for you and like the things that you've struggled with because of the fact that you like girls and things I haven't had to struggle with because I like men. Yeah. But also like to highlight the fact, hey, we're still two friends. Like you're not like a different person (laughs) than I am. Like we're not like, you're not an alien, Mm -hmm. you know? I wish I was an alien. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I wouldn't be here on earth with all of these terrible ass people running around. Hey, 
There's some there's some really good ones out there too though. There's some good ones, but they're mostly we're good. I think know, the, the America is real ghetto, so Oh my god, don't say that. It is. Why do you feel that way? Do you see what's happening in the world right now? Well <laughs> like a bunch of mass shootings. Mm-hmm. They just started the trial for the riot. Like mm-hmm. there's so much stuff happening in the world right now and I'm just like, where am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what is going on? Am I in an alternate universe? Now I'm really starting to think 2012 started the alternate universe because that oh whole God, thing where right. people were like they put obama in office twice and he's black and i'm just like you know what mm-hmm. you might have a fucking point you might have a point. well i honestly speaking mm-hmm. have a very hard time speaking about politics yeah i don't like talking about I, politics that too i don't know enough i don't Fair feel enough right and equipped to talk about it in like a deeper sense i can talk about my morals i can talk about my values i can talk about what i believe is important and the other thing too is like my boyfriend's really into politics yes it's something he's really passionate about and isn't he going to school for that well he just not politics specific not like political science but well he just finished an internship in dc yes and he wants to go to law school but yes his family's into politics like they're all very into that and I think what I learned from him is like as much as we want to say oh I'm a Republican I'm a Democrat I'm liberal I'm conservative I'm this I'm that I'm that it's like when you really break it down it's really about like where you stand on in my eyes on particular issues yeah because I think so many things are models I don't think it falls within a party um I think it falls within like your morals and Mm -hmm. your beliefs and like what you actually believe in so whenever people are just like I'm a conservative Democrat. I'm just like, why would, like, if you, like, yeah, just I tell don't. tell what you believe in. I, literally, because mm-hmm. I just don't understand when people say that. I'm just like, okay, so break that down. What does right. that look like? And then whenever mm-hmm. they break it down, I'm just like, so. People, right. People just, yeah, politics, I can't do it. There's like, so many more things, too. Like, I think the social issues is kind of like what our generation is, like, very, like, aware of. Yes. But there's also, like, so many other things that yeah. go into like a political daily life like, absolutely that we don't even know the half talk, of right and so i think talking about politics sometimes can be almost it's touchy it's touchy it's and it's touchy. and it's like we never even really scratch the surface no. of what there is to discuss because i feel like if you go way 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 back in time when political parties were first introduced it was not this Mm-mm. it nope. was it was not this mm-hmm. and i feel like people turned it into this because they started bringing in their own morals they started bringing in their own religion they started bringing in all of these things from their lives implementing it into a political party and then spurting it out mm-hmm. onto other people to believe in and to think you should think this way too because this is the political party that you associate yourself with so this is what you have to believe in. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that's what politics has turned into which is why I don't like discussing politics all the time. Right. Because yep. I think that's honestly it's just like a very like muddled just like muck of like everyone's beliefs that mm-hmm. they put into like this party that was not originally supposed right. to be like that. Right. And and I, I also think too it kind of like goes into like this bigger conversation and nobody really talks about this which is like for me to say, let's say I say to you, I'm a Republican. Mm-hmm. What most people would probably associate that with now in 2022 is <laughs> I'm a racist, I'm homophobic. Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> that might not be the case. Right. Right? Because there are a lot of Republicans that don't that still believe that gay people deserve rights. There's a lot of Republicans that aren't racist. There's a lot of Republicans that don't, that didn't agree with the things that Donald Trump did. 
but because you associate yourself, not you, mm-hmm. but because people associate themselves with the Republican Party, that's what gets that's put the on connotation. Them. Yes, right. Because that could be for fiscal reasons. That could be for foreign policy reasons. That could be taxes. Right. Like there's so many other things that make up a political party other than mm-hmm. social issues. Yes, and, and it has definitely turned into social issues at right. this point. And so I think what's crazy about that is kind of like in looping this into like Pride Month is one of the biggest things I've taken away from being so exposed to the community is like labels are can be really helpful I think but also like some people don't really feel like a word kind of like encapsulates they don't want to use it you know that's like why why what I feel the need to be like I'm bisexual or I'm lesbian or I'm gay or whatever like any word I'm Republican I'm Democrat like and so I think we've just evolved so much as people where it's like we're a lot of things and one word doesn't really do it justice. And no, it this doesn't. goes into the same mental health conversation we had. When you say, I'm depressed or I have anxiety, you're encompassing a lot of stuff in that. Because people have started to pull what they believe depression looks like, what they believe anxiety looks like, what they believe PTSD looks like, mm-hmm. bipolar disorder. A Republican. Disor- gay. Yes. yes. <laughs> like people just start to pull in their own beliefs and put them into like these categories and into these groups. And that literally is not it. Mm-hmm. That's quite literally not it. And some but people that, might that's be. What it's tur- and that, that, some people might be. But I feel like it's turned into that like as the decades mm-hmm. go on. I feel like it's it gets more and more like divided and very discreet. Yes. Um, and yeah. very um, specific mm-hmm. whenever it comes to what you believe in or what you should believe in, depending on who you associate yourself like with. Like these strict lines of like, well, this, Bullet points. this is what I am or this is what I do and this is what I vote for and these are the lines in which I live. Yep. And I think the reality for most people is like we are very ambiguous people anyway. Mm-hmm. And we're all walking paradoxes. Yes. Like we all believe some things that contradict other things and then they all mix together and we just, that's what humans are. We're complicated. Mm-hmm. Like we don't. I feel like for me and why I've never, I've had a hard time with religion, because that's, that's another piece of this. Yeah. It's really, really hard for me, at least growing up, I don't want to speak to other people, to put, like, words to myself, like, and to feel like everything I am encompasses, like, one word. Right. Right? Because it's like, that word means something specific to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it's like, but you've never met me. Right. So I don't want to sit on here and be like, I'm a Democrat, I'm straight, and I am Buddhist. Right. And then have people take that as something different than what I actually am. Right. You know? Because you're so much more than just, like, one definition. Right. And we've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. How you're a lot more than one definition and how a lot of times, like, when you say, I'm depressed or I have depression, people associate that with, like, emo. You don't Sad leave your girl. bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. And that's not the case. But when you speak out loud these things, it's like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where you fulfill everything that you think you are, but, like, why can't we be a little bit of everything? Right. Like, why do we just have to be... These very strict, like, cut line things. I love when people tell me they're spicy straight. I think that's freaking hilarious. Because what is that? That's, like, whatever you want it to be, you're spicy straight. Like, for people I know, it's, I know what spicy white is. I don't know what's... Am I spicy white? Yeah, you're spicy white. What does that mean? Spicy white, I feel like, derived on, like, obviously social media, TikTok, I think, specifically... When it was just like, I'm white, but I'm a different kind of white. I'm spicy white. You know what I mean? No. Like whenever it was, it honestly was like whenever um, Trump was in office and they were just like, all white people. And I'm just like, not all white people are terrible. Like there's good ones. You know, Mm -hmm. you're a good one. Thank you. You're You're a good one. Thank you. And so whenever people, I feel like white people were like, white people started it and they were like, 
I'm not regular white. I'm spicy white because they didn't want to be grouped mm-hmm. in with other white mm-hmm. people that were out here doing all this crazy shit. And it's not just white people that do crazy shit. Everyone does crazy shit. But they didn't want to be like clumped that in box. that category. So they was like, I'm spicy white. So maybe spicy straight is spicy like the same thing. Spicy straight is like... I think we joked about this before. Spicy straight is when you're like mostly straight, but you could like fuck a girl and it's... Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You like, you could fuck a girl, right. but like you're straight. Right. Right. But you're not like bisexual. You that don't feel funny. like you're bisexual. Right. But like if I went home with a girl, I would be <laughs> You spicy, never know. Straight, right? right. I do happen to be straight as a twig. Just yeah. like my body is shaped just right up and down. <laughs> super straight. <laughs> Um, would I like to date Aaliyah? Sure. Uh, Aaliyah wouldn't date me. Jessica does this once a week. <laughs> I told her we were getting a divorce because she had a hangout and I wasn't invited. But I realized it wasn't like an actual hangout or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> Besides the point, Besides we'll the discuss point. it in a later episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle bring that back. back later. But yeah. Well, I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. So, obviously... To anyone who is just happening upon our podcast, what we just talked about, like, maybe could be confusing. It makes sense to us, though. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you sorry if you've been confused for the past, like, 15 minutes. I think, I'll have to listen to it back. I think we're making sense. I think I'll have to run that back. The maybe sentence I'll cut out that I would probably encapsulate our last 17-minute rant would be, like, don't feel like you have to, like, stick a word to anything that you do or anything that you are. Like, yeah, don't or feel like in. you have to, like, shove yourself in a space. Just because everyone else is doing is it. asking you to, right? Right. And I have a story that I can kind of like tie that back in with later, but yeah, whether you're, it's your political beliefs, whether it's your religious beliefs, whether it's your sexuality or your beliefs on mental health. Yeah. Or like your, even your gender identity, like, right. like tomboy or whatever, like, just, yeah. you know what I mean? There's so many different ways that people like to shove you in words. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you have to. If yeah. you, if you it's want to. It's honestly not necessary. If you feel cozy in those words, get cozy. Right. Some of us don't always feel comfortable in those words. Right. So I think that's what we were trying to say. But my question for you is, yeah. since this is June, yeah. the month of rainbows and butterflies and mm-hmm. unicorns and all the beautiful things, how do you see yourself, like, in your, like, core, your being, as being different than or, like, separate from people who are not in the community of, like, LGBTQIA+. I feel like I just see the world a little bit differently. Um, I see how people react and respond differently. Um, and growing up, I feel like I said this in my experience episode, but growing up, I wasn't exposed to like gay people. Mm-hmm. Like there weren't gay people in my family. I think one of my cousins is non-binary. Um, so um, I want to say that's like the only family member that I know of like to this day that right. is a part of the um, LGBTQ plus community, but growing up, I wasn't exposed to any of that. And so as I like grew up and was kind of like coming into who I was, I was starting to see things a lot differently. And I feel like, of course, like whenever, if you're not a part of the community, you still see things like I'm sure you see things in a different light, but some things that I catch, you might not catch because you don't have the same experience that Mm -hmm. I do as far as whenever it comes to being gay. Um, so I think that's honestly the main thing. I think I just see things a little bit differently. Um, how people say things. Um, Give me an example. When they, I don't really know like a very like specific example, but like if me and my girlfriend are walking down the street 
and like people stare. You might and be it's more going to be a, it's going to be a different stare than if you and Cole were walking down the street. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes people don't they don't always see that. Like they're not always like, oh, they didn't look at you different. I'm just like, yeah, they absolutely. Or did. even if they didn't, you're more hyper aware to every look look that maybe lingers a second longer. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I would never notice that because it happens, right? And I, it's like small things like that, right? Or I remember whenever I was working at American Eagle. Uh, this was a long time ago. I want to say like circa 2015. And me and this guy that I worked with, his name is Malik. He also works at Target, but he works at the one on Two Notch. So that's funny. We both went American Eagle. Now we're both mm-hmm. at Target, but just different targets. But he was talking to me. I can't remember what we were talking about, but the lady that was like, like that, he was like ringing out, asked us if like we were dating. And we looked at each other. We were just like, no. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, I'm gay. She's gay. And the lady like literally was like, silent like I could drop a pen and that shit would be like boom like it was right. it was like deathly quiet in there right. and like whenever she left she was like good luck to the both of you mm. and we were both just like what are you talking about like right was right. that necessary and I think like honestly after she left for like maybe 10 minutes we were just kind of discussing like what the fuck is she like what does she mean like things like that mm-hmm. um that people might not see as and maybe because then people would be like oh maybe she means like good luck with life but she did not mean good luck with life she meant good luck with your homosexuality right <laughs> that's what she meant by right. that um good luck so in the real world kind of thing exactly right. okay. it's small yeah, like yeah, yeah. microaggressions like that and i'm just like was that necessary mm-hmm. you know so yeah do you feel so I, I wanted to ask you this because i think this is an interesting topic that's kind of like circulated because to me, Twitter is the devil, right? Twitter is, oh my God. It honestly. Twitter is something. It hurts. Every it time hurts I get, me. every time I get on Twitter, I immediately like close out of the app. Cause yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on on mm-hmm. Twitter? Yep. I literally never get on Twitter. I, whenever I do, I end up getting mad, sad, confused. Um, Cause you go on Twitter, you I feel see like these a threads. Person. You go on Twitter, you see these threads and you read what people are saying, like with the Uvalde shooting. And I'm just like what the fuck is wrong with these right. people? So I literally cannot get on Twitter. I cannot do yeah. that. Well, if you know me personally, I'm like this with everything. I'm very much, and I just kind of spoke about this, I'm very much not a concrete person. I like to see both sides. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to understand the full situation. The problem with Twitter is it's it's like <laughs> you get like 40 characters and people act like that's enough to form a complete thought and then be like, and so you're a fucking idiot if you yeah. don't. You know what I mean? Right. And that's obviously doesn't go for everything. But right. I think sometimes people will be very... They're nitpicky on Twitter. Blunt, yes, and exclusive and rude, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. To ideals that other people may have. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to hear your opinion because one of the things I've kind of seen circulating is about representation in like media mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I've really like reflected on in terms of like oh wow like that's weird like I've never thought about that and I know that as a straight white woman that's not really something I would ever notice right if I'm watching a tv show right um and then you see these like new tv shows come out like oh was someone blackish I yes. think is one of them lovely show amazing show right that's a great one and, but then you see shows like Modern Family that have been around for, like, ever. That's right. super, like, inclusive and diverse and true to, in my opinion, what a modern family today probably looks like. Right. Right? And so I'm curious to you, or to hear from you, like, in your opinion, has the media been working towards a better 
idea of what representation looks like because on Twitter people are angry still. So I'm curious to hear because for me I've start I have started to pick up on oh okay or even in our training videos for Target because we have like employee we like, have training, training. Target videos. pushes out training like every single month right. at least like right. two trainings and it'll be like stupid it'll be like safe lifting or like yes. whatever and you have to like watch a video. And in the videos, they have, like, started to push really hard for, like, inclusivity and diversity. Even in these, like, little training videos, you can see that there's, like, effort made. Yeah. And I was curious to hear from you, um, because the world is still angry about it. Like, do you see progress in that way? Do you feel like you've seen something evolve in that way? Uh, Yes and no. I feel like inclusivity in social media, not just social media, but just, like, and TV, all mm. of that shit. I feel like representation has been getting better. Um, and the podcast that I listen to called The Read um, by Kid Fury, Kid Fury and Crystal, they, every time that they talk about things, I'm just like, why is this still happening? Because like black women are still like doing things like Viola Davis was the first black woman to do this one thing right, like, right, at right. the Oscars. You and it's it like all the time. And it's like fucking 2018. I'm yeah, like, are yeah, you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So it's like things like that. Like representation is getting better and things are getting better, but there's way too many firsts right. in the 21st century mm-hmm. for black people. Okay. And I think that is an issue. Right. Um, or like whenever you look at like movies, mm-hmm. um, like with The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. the um, live action Little Mermaid. Hallie Bailey, who is in the same duo, Chloe and Hallie, she is Ariel. Mm-hmm. She's the Ariel and the... Um, did that come out already? No, it did not. I was about to say, I thought that was like... It didn't come out. I don't know when it's coming out. Okay. But I think she's already filmed it or is filming it at mm-hmm. the moment. And people were Lost. fucking pissed. Yeah. People were losing their minds mm-hmm. because they're like, she's black. She can't be Ariel. And I'm just like, girl, Ariel is a goddamn mermaid mermaids probably aren't even white like yeah. it's a fucking mermaid that's like are you kidding point. that's such a and good so point. whenever people are literally furious about these things or mm-hmm. like whenever i think like a black man played a role in a movie that a white man has played for like years or even bridgerton fucking bridgerton set in like ideally like 1800s right and, and it was an interracial couple diverse. yes yeah. and i was just like the I feel like representation has gotten better, but people are so pissed still. The reaction to it. Yes. And I'm just like, why are people still mad that Ariel is being played by a black girl with locks? Why is that a big deal? Like, I I don't understand that. So to my question, which is like, do you feel, because a media is mad. Mm -hmm. So what I'm learning now is like, it's not necessarily that the media is mad about representation. It's media's response to how they're being represented in terms yes. of like what roles they're playing and how they're being based cast. on like their childhood okay. or based on things that they're used to seeing and i'm just like just because you're used to seeing a white man play thor does not mean a white man is going to play thor for the rest of your days right because that's true because like i feel like when blackish came out or any of those shows that have been a lot more like centered on other cultures or other races right you don't hear as much backlash right but when a character of another race like a character's let's take little mermaid because that's a good example who is in the cartoon quote-unquote white right when a black woman comes in to play her that's the problem yes which is interesting to me because to your point she's a fucking mermaid she's a goddamn (laughs) whenever you like look at the history of mermaids and especially whenever it comes to like um like caribbean culture Mm -hmm. or like that that black culture that's different than like black american culture mermaids are 
first of all, seen as sirens. So if you right. read the book, then you understand. Um, mermaids aren't like this. They're not like this beautiful entity. Mm-hmm. And they also are not white. They're like greenish, purplish blue. Well, it's from Greek mythology originally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like they're not seen as like this beautiful, like white woman arising with this red hair and like this shell bra mm-hmm. and this beautiful tail with all these fucking... That's not originally like what a mermaid was. And so I feel like people take things very literally from their childhood and they're just like, this is how it has to be. Mm-hmm. And whenever it changes, they get pissed and then they run to Twitter or Instagram and they just blow shit up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? what is actually the problem? Right. Is the problem the fact that Little Mermaid is... Is, is it the fact that you have like this nostalgia mm-hmm. for the Little Mermaid and that is just what it is for you? Or are you upset about the fact that black people are getting roles that they deserve? Right. And I feel because like that's like mad? the main. Right. And I feel like that's the main issue is like white people, not all white people, but like white people recently, like whenever all of that happened, mm-hmm. they were just like, well, she can't be Ariel because this is the third. And honestly, I can't remember any of the other movies because I don't watch movies too, too much. Um, where black people have like come in and like changed these roles significantly from like what they were. Mm-hmm. People are literally in an uproar. And I'm just like, but what is the reason? And the reason is just, I think, pure ignorance. I think so too. I mean, like I said, like it's not like if someone was to make a movie about my life, they would not cast you. No. Because you look nothing like me. Exactly. If they were to make a movie about your life, they wouldn't cast me. Right. But in these characters, like Little Mermaid, or um, I saw something about. There was a character in Star Wars who's black. Mm-hmm. And the new one. People lost their mind about that. Really? Like, they had to make statements. Like, it was, like, a big deal, right? Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I think if you're just playing a character that it does not already have, like, a, a, a real person, right? Or be, Correct. like, a predisposed race, why are you mad? Like, and whenever... that's the soul-searching piece. I'm like, why are you really mad? Whenever Chadwick Boseman died, um, <sighs> and he... <laughs> no, Black Panther... Is people, top five favorite movie of mine. Twitter, once a fucking again, people took to Twitter and they're just like, oh, well, can Black Panther be white now? And I'm just like, no. Do you understand the stupidity of what the fuck you're saying? But right also, now? no. I just want to make that clear. No. Yeah, no. A no. white person cannot be Black Panther. No one ever can actually be um, Chadwick Boseman yeah. in that role ever again in life. Yeah. Here's an interesting anecdote I have. Yeah. This happened to me last year. So, Black Panther, do you know, like, when you wake up from being hungover and you have anxiety? Yeah. Maybe not because I get. <laughs> I don't get anxiety. Get, I'm just hungover and I'm just like. Ugh. I get anxiety like no other. Like, it yeah. will, like, debilitate me because <laughs> I'm like, what did I say? What did I do? Right. What was wrong? Right? If you know me personally, I'm an overthinker. Yeah, um, so I, Black Panther's like my comfort movie. It's right. always what I put on if I'm having a bad day. It's what I put on if I want to not be in my phone, whatever. One of my all-time favorite movies. It's I've a great-ass movie. Probably 30 times. It's fantastic. I'm like a Marvel stan, but that movie just like holds a better I know. place in my heart. I don't heart. know shit about Marvel, but I did go pay for yeah, to see Black Panther. It holds for the culture. Like a, I don't know why. It just, something about it has always just felt. It has a great message. Comf- yes, and it ha- it's just very comforting to mm-hmm. me. So... I had told someone once who was black that I love Black Panther. <laughs> and she said to me, she goes, oh, really? Like, that surprises me. And I was like, why? You know, like, I, I just didn't, like, that thought would have never crossed my head. And she's right. like, that's really cool. Like, that's really cool of you or whatever. Like, I'm surprised by that. And to me, I was like, that's so, like, it's just a Marvel movie. Right. And then I realized, like, probably what that movie represents for people who are not a white straight woman. Right. Right. Correct. Yes. So I think those little moments that I myself, before really being exposed to you and to all of our other friends, 
have kind of made me go, oh shit. Like, like just, step it, back and think. Yeah, like it opened up another set of my eyes and, and I'll never see it the same way you guys see it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think in a way it's like, because I'm very empathetic, it's almost hyper attuned me. Like if I see something or I read something, like I've never told you this, I'll think about it and I'll go, what would Aaliyah think if she read this? <laughs> like I think, I think about you guys really when I do that because I want to learn and be the best that I can because right. I don't want... I want to be on the right side of history. And I think that's also what it comes down to when I see people on Twitter, even people who are like extreme right or extreme left, like these people who are like insane and like hate the other side for whatever, like whatever. And I always think I'm like, don't you want to be on the side of history that brings bridges together? And that burns them further apart than they already are. And that means like in some capacity, we have to respect each other. Yes. Right. And we have to find common ground. And respect is lacking big time, especially now. Yeah. Like I feel like respect is lacking in all facets of life at this point because people just, one, people lack respect and common decency and care for others. Um, And I think I've realized that a lot more when COVID struck, Mm -hmm. um, how much people did not care about other people's well-being, which did not sit right with me at all, still does not. Um, but even just like looking at like the media and just things that are happening in the world and how people respond to them. I'm just like, once again, like I said, alternate universe, where the fuck am I? Mm -hmm. Like what, what is happening in the world? Like what is going on? Because I can't make sense of it, but I can't make sense of it because I have severe empathy Mm -hmm. for people other than me and people who live different lives than me, people from different ethnicities, backgrounds, cultural different yeah yeah, like all of the differences i have empathy for those people Mm -hmm. because they deserve that like people deserve empathy people deserve respect and understanding and a lot of people in this day and age and in this generation just don't really give a fuck about any of that and it's disheartening honestly but i think that's also how i feel because you and i are obviously different but i see it the same way Mm -hmm. where it's like i see the crazy like people that are like the conservative extremists right and they see these wild things and I'm like but have you ever talked to someone that's not exactly like you mm-hmm. and I think that's like where my heart goes and just like the people who are like on the really far left and they say these extremist things I'm like when was the last time we all talked to somebody who was different than us and I think it rains harder in the south Because I cannot tell you how many people that I've met just like in the state of South Carolina living here for the past over 10 years and they have never left the South Mm -hmm. and they don't leave the South because if they leave the South, they will be one, very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and two, have to come to the realization of a lot of different things um, that are different than them and I think more real world than they're ready to accept, Yeah, which is... All really sucks for them right um but i feel like it's necessary um and whenever people don't put themselves out of their comfort zone you're honestly just hindering yourself and your growth right um and living in the south first of all won't be here for the rest of my fucking life i can tell you that for free won't be here for the rest of my life if i ever have kids one day definitely don't want them to be in a terrible part of the united states even though almost all parts of the united states are kind of terrible um in a sense just with the way that things are going right now but I just feel like people don't give other people chances, nor do people have the ability to understand anymore. Right. They don't have the willingness to understand anymore. And to your point, I think a lot of times, like, in terms of, like, the extremist values that I think I see, when it comes to the right wing, you know, you know about racism, homophobia, etc. When it comes to that, like, left wing extremism, I think in my head what I think of is, to your point, like, all Southern people are racist, homophobic, right? Right. Um, I live here. 
right? And so it's like, like, I'm here, hello. I wish we could all, like, take away those, like, layers and just talk. And, like, like, agreed, totally, the South, historically, (laughs) not the most accepting place in the country. Yeah. Certainly. But there, I have met some of the the most incredible people right here in Columbia, South Carolina, or right here in Fort Mill, South Carolina. And I wish we could all stop yelling for like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. this is like on Twitter like or Instagram, over people each other. just yell. Mm-hmm. And I agree with everything. The progressive side of life, I'm on board. Like, let's be as progressive as possible. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what I give a fuck about is when we generalize people from the South. Yeah. Or we general, generalize straight people. Yeah. Or whatever. Generalize gay people. Whoever it is that we're generalizing. Like, it's not fair to that entire population of people right because one person one bad apple does not represent the entire right because i'm a straight white woman and i want to learn as much as i can i have made leaps and bounds to like i feel like to learn from you Mm -hmm. and to ask you questions and to try and like get a different understanding charity whoever like that i've met i've just like i try and learn Mm -hmm. and i think other people are open to that if other like it's not anyone's responsibility to educate anybody else but I think it'd probably help things go faster. <laughs> and I feel like whenever someone, like if I come across someone like you and you're like willing to learn and you're open to like seeing the world or things in a different way, of course I want to take the time to have conversations and to like pick your brain or just talk about things. But I feel like it, it, it happens from both sides because like you said, it's not one person's responsibility to educate another person. I feel like if you want to be educated on something, you will absolutely educate yourself Mm -hmm. first and then ask questions after the fact Mm -hmm. of course yes um but i feel like that is also lacking Mm -hmm. um and i honestly think it's just because of people's upbringing um and their comfortability um and they don't want to be outside of that which is not good for growth um just in general unless you want to be in the same place for the rest of your life and sure you don't have to do any of that but um yeah i just feel like a lot of different things are lacking and i see it more and more as i get older obviously Mm -hmm. and as all these new problems and theories and things arise i'm just like what is happening because obviously i feel like a lot of things like way back when were a lot more subtle um well not more subtle because things were pretty fucking terrible in like the 70s things are more over i think things are more overt back then things are more covert now like they're a little bit like more subtle acts of or and and also as well online yeah i think that that adds a level level of subtlety than like a hate crime you know what i mean yeah and i think people especially online just have a different uh different level of confidence Whenever you can't be approached directly, but you can say whatever you want to say mm-hmm. through Twitter or Instagram or TikTok yeah. or Snapchat, wherever. Do you see like both sides kind of like coming into this like big head and how both need to like work towards Absolutely. Peace? Do you like agree with that? Yeah. I don't want to say anything wrong and I don't I have always be I have always thought that there needs to be more camaraderie between both sides but i don't think that's gonna happen but i don't even see it as both sides i really don't i like i see it in terms of like maybe how you vote but and that to again what we discussed that's not always the case right what i see it more is like people and this is the other thing cole taught me and it was like this mind-blowing experience because when you see something on twitter and you see like 50k likes and it could be something outlandish like everybody in the (laughs) south is a fucking racist or People who are gay should go burn in hell, right? It could be something, both sides could be something so wild, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see you got 50K likes. And then you look at statistics and it's like those numbers are not 
real in terms of like what the actual country believes in. I right. think we get so sucked into like that number on Twitter or Instagram and we think, yep. oh my God, people hate people from the South or, oh my God, all farmers are like racist, you know? And, right. and so in that, in your head, you think that that's what people think. Right. And then, or you go, oh my God, do people hate gay people still? And then you look at these numbers and that's really not the entire picture. Right. Yes, there's assholes. Absolutely. But it's not the number that we see. Like the world is so much bigger than like people on Twitter. Right. Or Instagram. Right. I was on TikTok and I saw this, this um, gay black guy and he was talking. I don't know if you've seen it. I'll have to send it to you. But it really, like, baffled me. I can probably pull it up after we finish recording. But there was this man. He was in a church, and he was preaching. And he was talking about um, how all gay people should be, like, basically round up and, like, spread across, like, a wall or something like that and shot dead. And the whole congregation is just like, yeah! And I'm just like, I think what? he was a gay black man. No, he, a gay black guy was, like, stitching it and talking oh, about it. But it was a oh. white guy that was in church that he was stitching the video to. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry okay. if that was confusing. I was like, what? No. Not his own kind. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, but I, and I was, like, watching his video, and he was, like, agreeing with, yes, like, not all people are like this, but that is one person too many. Like, that right. is that is one Christian too many. That is one white man too many. That is one church too many with a congregation of people and they're just like, yeah, shoot all the homosexuals in the when head. When you see that, because when I see that, right, or like me and my roommate see something like that, we'll go, oh my God, how fucking awful, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and like, obviously you feel like ill. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Um, honestly, it makes me feel a little scared and I feel like my mom, the hardest thing that she had to grasp whenever I came out was my safety and well-being because she knows people are literally fucking ridiculous. And it's whenever I see things like that and I'm just like, I could literally go somewhere and someone will literally just come up and shoot me because of who I'm walking with or who I'm holding hands with or whatever, the shirt that I'm wearing. If I might have on like a gay shirt or whatever, because it's Pride Month and I've been wearing fucking buttons and <laughs> and stickers all fucking month at work. All every day at work, I have on like one of my uh, like rainbow buttons or like my pronoun buttons or whatever. And I'm just like, anybody can come in here and literally just like shoot shit or physically harm me. Because, because who of who I love, but because they see shit like this on the internet. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, yeah, I should go and do that. And I'm just like, no, you actually fucking shouldn't because it has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with you for one. And two, it has, it has no way of derailing your life in any way, shape or form. Because if you wanted to ignore the way that I live my life, you can absolutely ignore it, but also show me respect by not being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are also lacking that in a sense. Like they just feel like, they see somebody saying this or doing this on the internet and they're just like, I should do that too. And right. I'm just like, but, but you shouldn't, you should just mind your own business and let people live their lives. That's yeah. what you should do. Yeah. But it's videos like that. And I'm just like, what the hell mm-hmm. is actually going on? Mm-hmm. And what are people teaching like younger generations? And that's scary mm-hmm. to think about that. We're going to be, it's just like circling all back. Like, all of it's just, like, circling back. Yeah. It's just, like, a very, like, like very toxic, like, cyclical, right. like, pattern that's happening right now. I think we're moving in the right direction. I, I just think people like that are going to just, they, like, for some people, I think it's too late to, yeah. like, make them realize. Absolutely. People are stuck in their you know ways I mean? for sure. Especially then, if, I feel like boomers and the ones that came after boomers, mm-hmm. too far gone. Gen X. 
Well, too, that's, our, that's my parents. Too my far mom. gone. Like, well, at that point, most of the time, they're way too far gone. Yeah. Unless you, like with my mom, unless you have kids, because me and my sisters, we're going to say something. So anytime my mom said something completely out of the way, mm-hmm. me and my sisters would literally be like, mm, no. mom, actually, no, never say that again. Right. Um, unless, you know, you have friends or kids like that in your life that will make you think about things differently. Mm-hmm. But usually sometimes that people aren't so lucky to have those people in their lives that'll make them think about things right. in a different way. I almost like petty those people. Me you know? as well. Because it's like, as much as we hate them, it's like, I'm sorry that you haven't been, like the greatest gift in my 21 years of living has been being exposed to mm-hmm. things I didn't, I knew about, but I didn't understand. And I think I wanted to share... I can't speak for my mother because it's her experience and I'm not going to take that away from her, but I can explain as her kid, my experience Mm -hmm. in terms of like what happened. So, I mean, she came to me, she had a really close friend. She had a really close bestie and I'd never seen my mom like this before. Like with a a pal, like my mom's like me. With a pal. She's friends with everybody. So she would be friends with guys, friends with the girls and she was just friends with them all, you know? And then I see her inseparable with this one new friend that she made and I remember it was 4th of July of 2016 and I no and I had started talking to this boy that had that was gonna be like my first boyfriend whatever (laughs) and so you know like when you would FaceTime like when you first started talking to someone new you'd FaceTime and you'd be up all hours talking about life and fucking bullshit Mm -hmm. and I had like friends sleeping over but I was FaceTiming this boy and it was like 4 a.m. And we get off the phone and I like walk out to use the bathroom and I see like the patio lights on. So I walk downstairs and I go outside and my mom and her friend are sitting out there talking at 4.30 in the morning. And her kids have spent the <laughs> night like because she had kids. We all like these are like 40 year old women like they like this is not something that my mom normally does. Right. My mom's like me. We're in bed by 9.30. Lights out <laughs> at 10. Like, so I, eyes closed yeah. by 10.05. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck? And there she's giddy. Like, this woman is giddy. And I'm like, my mom's not giddy. Like, my mom is my mom. Like, right. you know. Fast forward three months. She's living with us, you know. And so, <laughs> and I remember my mom. All lesbians. My mom told me. And That's hilarious. She felt, it was funny because these months had gone by where she was staying at our house every weekend. Like, with her two kids. Like, always around. And it humored me that my mom felt like she had to tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like you already didn't know. know. And... It was funny, like, she sat me down and she told me. And I know how nervous she was. And to me, I was like, of course I had this moment where I was like, because, I mean, my mom was married to my dad. Go listen to my experience episode. (laughs) And so they had gotten divorced for other reasons. But the timing kind of just, like, was close. So I think, to me, I had some adjustment issues in terms of, like, that. But overall, it, it... it hurt me to think that she thought I wouldn't be okay with that. Right. Right? And even though I was 16, like, I was young, and this was a different time than 2022. Yeah. Right? Like Very I, different. I didn't know pronouns existed more than he, him, she, her. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people did. No. It was a different time. It was. And from there, it was like I had a new mom. Like, it was like a different person. hmm And I realized how much love can change you and how much the right person can bring something out of you that you didn't know you had in you. And, and to my point about like in the very beginning of the episode when I said, you know, 
you like girls and you're a lesbian and that's who you love but at the end of the day you're a person and Mm -hmm. i'm a person we're both just people right on the human experience whatever and i think that's what i learned from watching her but she was like because i remember i asked i was like are you bisexual you know, because I was confused. I'm like, you've been married twice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to understand. I'm confused. And that's what she told me. She was like, I don't know. I'm a, she said, I'm not a lesbian. I'm an Amandian. Because my mom's partner's Amanda. Right. And I'm like, I kind of love that. Like, she's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about the label. I'm not a lesbian. I'm not bisexual. I'm not anything. I just. Love this person. I love this person. Right. And I don't know how to not love her. And to me, I'm like, I love that. If you want to be a label, be a fucking like, I don't care. But if you're also like. I don't fucking know. This is just who I love. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Because I saw how much love changed my mom at 45 years old. Mm-hmm. But I also saw how her lifestyle changed. The people she surrounded herself with changed. Like, And I can't say for sure it's, it's a gay thing. I can't say for sure. But time is a little funky. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> not time all. Time is a little funky. Not all. But I think maybe some. Like... Mm-hmm. And I remember the question she was asked. And then I also remember her telling some people and they would go, uh-huh. And you're expecting me to act surprised? You know? Like, right. some people were like, I saw Some people just know. Right. And I think, for me, that was my first, like, real exposure into this community. And there's so many good people. And I think for Pride and what I love about Pride is, like, as much as I'm not in the community, I love seeing what it does for people <gasps> who love you. Come to Pride with me in October. Okay. <laughs> I love watching That'll people. That'll be so fun. Yeah, I would love to. Because for me and people who I know love you and every other freaking gay person or whatever person under the umbrella, I don't care who the fuck you are. I love watching those people show love for you because mm-hmm. the world is so full of love. Mm-hmm. And as much as it fucking blows sometimes, like the people who are coming out of the woodwork, like, no, I support you because this, this is who you love. And who exactly. am I to tell you? And just because someone like comes out and is just like, I like girls, does not change who they are are as a person it just changes who they love Mm -hmm. but that doesn't change them as a being it just changes what you know about them yeah and i think that is also another thing my mom had to come to terms with big time and i had to sit down with her and literally be like mom i'm literally the same girl that you have raised for the past 19 years i'm the same person Mm -hmm. i just love other women like and it's nothing you did wrong. It's just me personally and who I love, but I'm still the same person. There's nothing wrong. But to me, it's like there's nothing wrong with who you bring home for Sunday dinner. No. Because that's essentially, like, obviously your adversity and stuff is a, is a result of history. Yeah. But what it boils down to is who do you date, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you identify? Like, how do you feel? Who, do you, who are you? Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be anyone's to, like, take away, blame you, guilt you, shame you. Or treat you differently. Yeah. Or discriminate against you. Because why does it matter? (coughs) Like, why does it matter? I don't care who you are in that umbrella of the community. Like, you as a person like colors and animals and the zoo's great and roller coasters are fun and we love road trips. It doesn't change, like, the kind of person you are. Like, you're still a good person. Right. And, like, to me, I think that's what I learned is, like, being 16 and watching my mom be with a woman. I'm like, okay, but you're still my mom. She still whooped my ass the same. She still took my phone the same. She still cooked me dinner the same. Right. It didn't change a fucking hair on her head, except that she was happy. And she was a better mom. And happiness, I feel like, should override who you're with. So why is it any of my business? And that's, like, the first thing my dad said. My dad was just like, well, are you happy? And I was just like, yeah, the happiest I've ever been. He was just like, and that's all that matters. 
Because that honestly is all that fucking matters is a person's happiness and well-being and not what you believe in and how you think that they should live their life. Right. Because why are you thinking about how you have sex? You know what I mean? And that is the grossest thing. This is the last thing I'm going to say because we're running out of time. Yeah, leave us with this. Whenever it comes to specifically transgender people, Mm -hmm. the first thing that people say is like uh, with Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. And his daughter, Zaya. And whenever Zaya came out as trans, Zaya was like 10, I think. And people were just like, how you gonna let how you gonna let your son cut his cut his penis off? And I'm just like, why is the first thing that people go to is genitalia and sex, like sexual intercourse? Because that is not what the fuck a 10-year-old is thinking about. That's not what I was thinking about whenever I had to come to terms with what the fuck was going on with my life. Whenever I was 15, I wasn't thinking about sex. I wasn't thinking about genitalia. I was thinking about how I feel as a person. And I know it's different with transgender people because whenever whenever people come out as trans, they feel like they are literally in the wrong body. And I think until you have that experience, it is very hard to grasp. I don't think for me... I really it wasn't hard for me to grasp. I was just like, you don't feel like a girl, you feel like a guy. You don't feel like a guy, you feel like a girl. That's your business. That's cool. Live your life, be who you really want to be, be who you are. And I think people, like you said, like worry too much about sex. And I don't I literally do not. I cannot wrap my head around that. No, that makes zero sense. I literally cannot Kinda wrap creepy. my head around it. It is weird. It is very weird. Like whenever Why are you people concerned? Like whenever parents are just like, so you want to have sex with a girl? I'm just like, why is that the first thing you think about? Yeah, because the relationship is only based on sex. Like it's wild to me. And yeah. I, but I feel like people feel like the only reason why you should be in relationships is, and get married is for procreation. But I think we're evolving from that because I think 200 years ago, that was a marriage. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, you know it literally I mean? was. So I think and we're I, evolving. And I feel like, like first of all, there are other ways to have children. <laughs> IVF. IVF. Uh, sperm donors. Surrogates. Like, there's Adoption. other ways to have children. And you don't just have to be, it doesn't have to be man and woman together, have a baby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, that. that's not how that has to work. And that's not how it's working now. And I feel like also people are coming to terms with, I don't have to have kids if I don't want to have fucking kids. And then that's a whole other fucking thing people are upset about. They're, they're, they're just like, oh, this generation doesn't see the doesn't see the Value purpose of having kids yeah of yeah. having children and commute continuing life and i'm just mm-hmm. like but that's just how like you don't have to have kids to have a fulfilling life you don't yeah. have to live in the wrong body for the rest of your life and you don't have to feel trapped in your own body for the rest of your life and people aren't going to understand that but i feel like people you don't have to understand to respect, to respect. you do not have to understand to respect something mm-hmm. like if it's if it is far past your understanding let that shit go and just respect how someone lives their life well to a degree and i think this is something else i have been very honest with myself vulnerable about is like everybody whether you're like me or like you, everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to have it all figured out. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be, oh, I know, right? Everyone loves that. Oh, I know. I have had to come to terms with the fact I don't know. And I, I sure don't. And I don't, well, in terms of like, whether it be you, whether it be anyone that lives in a life of adversity that, whether that be someone who deals with like, on even like a very minor level, even someone who might look like me, but has a different walk of life than me, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Exactly. I, will, I will never, ever understand, but just give your respect out. Because to me, I don't think it matters as much on a grand scale who is giving you respect as much as it matters, like, who are you giving respect? Exactly. And if you don't know the story, 
you don't get to pass judgment. No, you don't. That's my opinion. I think if someone does something to you as a human being, that's fine. But the majority of people that are in the LGBTQIA plus community, majority of people who have different ethnicities and races have not, not, not done a fucking thing to you, right? I've done a single thing to you. And white people do some fucking stupid shit. But right now, <laughs> in a small scale, there are horrible things that happen, but I have only loved and respected you, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we can hold hands and make the world a better place, right? Because <laughs> right. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to understand. And you and I have explained to you the things I've been through. And so you're trying to learn and you're trying to understand. And that's how we move forward. Exactly. Right? By mm-hmm. listening to every... We all get a turn in the sharing circle. Yeah. To talk about <laughs> the, the shit we've been through. Yeah. And just because I'm going to look like you or love who you love doesn't mean they don't get a turn. Exactly. So... That's my two cents on that topic. I didn't expect that to get so, like, emotional. Like, we really put our hearts out there, homie. One other thing I would really love to put this out there. I was on YouTube and found this this guy's page, and he has this, um, I don't know his name, but his um, platform and his, like, I guess, like, documentary Mm -hmm. on YouTube is called Soft White Underbelly. And if you Google soft white underbelly and you just look, it's just basically about a whole bunch of other people's lives that he, um, he interviewed people that were a part of the KKK. He interviewed, he interviewed people Ooh, that were like homeless prostitutes mm-hmm. and pimps. Um, mm. people that grew up in, Cole told me about this. yes, people yeah. that grew up in like all kinds, like people from different walks of life and him literally just like sitting a camera down and letting them tell their story. And it is it has honestly been the most moving thing. I have been watching that on my TV in my room, YouTube on my fucking TV. That's what? Video for Not you. Netflix. You don't do that. No. And I have been watching that probably for the past week, I and like it has been amazing. That's so my whole brand. That is you, literally my whole brand. If you can just like sit down and go or go on YouTube and search and search soft white underbelly and just watch just any of the things he has a million, and just tell me what you think about it. Yeah, let us know. I think that's the point that we've made actually this entire episode is like people are more than a word. Mm-hmm. People are more than a sentence. People are more than the than life that they have lived. Right? And just because you don't understand it, just because you wish you could put them in a box, doesn't mean they belong in one. Right. Right? Correct. I don't belong in any sort of box. You belong in, well, I guess I am straight. Um, so <laughs> I can't go in that box, I guess. <laughs> if Aaliyah, you don't have to. If Aaliyah would just hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh future partner future wife Jess comes first I guess yeah sorry you know who you are you freaking heard it here first but anyway listen no one wants to be if you don't want to be put in a box don't put yourself in a fucking box love everybody respect everybody take time out of your day to listen to what other people have to say like Akita said yep slow down and just be aware of just understanding Mm -hmm. like what's going on in front of you be aware of Mm -hmm. other people don't make crazy generalizations about people yes and um love each other yeah yep so, <laughs> so with all that being said, yeah, it's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's unlicensed, unlicensed podcast. podcast. Bye. Bye.